Greetings, Conscious Awesomers. Greetings, Conscious Awesomers. This is Justin, your co-host, welcoming you to the Conscious Awesome Podcast, where me and my lovely co-host, Danny Katz, hello, Danny Katz, explore the vast multidimensional realities that we share without having a consensus reality. It's a phenomenal orchestration. The universal intelligence continues to expand my wow. And I welcome you from that space. (laughs) I love being welcomed by your wow. I'm a, I'm a big fan of just letting it flow. You're very good at it. High praise. Practice, practice. The other day, actually, uh, I, I saw someone who's a neighbor walked by and she asked how I was doing. And I threw a big ass smile and two thumbs up. She was like, she was like, yeah, that's about right. That's kind of how you always are. And I was like, well, yeah, I practice. I'm very sincere about that. But whenever we practice, we're going to get better at A and we'll become more habitualized. Yeah, because in any moment, it's like if someone's asking how you are, it's like there's there's some aspect or several aspects of your experience at any moment that are wonderful. The key is just honing in on those, giving those their focus such that the wonderfulness can expand into the other aspects that don't let, let yet know that they are also wonderful. That is delicious. Well said. It's a, it's a, it's a known fact by enlightened people. <laughs> it's a known, it's a known fact by enlightened people that uh, there is no other, and so not only other beings, but uh, you know, other, other uh, like feelings and things that you know. It's all, it's all one uh, kind of amorphic. Can, anything can be drawn through the one, the oneness consciousness. So, you know, bringing through the wonder, bringing through the wow, bringing through the yes, uh, and the conscious awesome uh, is available. It is available. Please tune in. Please adjust your frequency to tune into your awesome uh, now. Yes, please. Aho. We could we could use it. Not not just. For, not for any reason of anything happening in the world aside from you are happening. You are happening, and this is a happening. And the healing and the remembering starts here. Can I? Um, I, I know that we have we have a topic prepared. Well, Thank not you. like prepared, but you know, we love the mystery. The topic is love the mystery, and. Danny, you sent me a a link. You recommended that I watch the template. <gasps> I want to talk about that for a little bit because it yes. it uh, it changed my life. <gasps> I'm so happy to hear it. I really feel the same. Can you tell me about how template came into your awareness? It <laughs> came into my awareness because you shared it with me with great enthusiasm enthusiasm as in god excitement <laughs> to be filled with god enthusiastic um tell me how 
how did the template arrive in your consciousness? The template arrived in my consciousness when I was on my way back. I did a three and a half week road trip last year up to Vancouver Island and back down again, touring my word up, empower yourself and the world with your every word quantum languaging tour. And on my way back down through Ashland, Oregon, I stayed with my friend Meryl, who is a wizard and a shaman, and he's highly, highly attuned to language. And it's a realm where we nerd out because in his realm of work, he writes um, like sacred documents and sacred texts. And we sort of synchronistically, he was writing a new covenant for his his spiritual mystery school, and he was really devoted to writing it um, with no hierarchy, to, to, be, to write it from a hierarchical perspective. And it was cool because I'd been touring um, my workshop, which was about hierarchical languaging and evolving our, our culture that way. Anyway, I got to his house and I was bit fried from three and a half weeks on the road. And he was like, let's chill out on my couch. I have something amazing to show you. And we watched the first template ceremony. I was completely blown away by so many aspects. I think first and foremost, the impeccability of the languaging. Yes, to that. Just completely blew me away. And then I, no. couldn't, I couldn't wait to get home and geek out and then watch the whole series. And, and have you watched the whole series? Okay, so I've watched... The f all I've watched all four, although I've I've done one, two, and three. So these are they're like half hour. Just so the audience knows, they're they're ceremonies, they're invocations, and they're initiations into much, much, much higher frequencies. And so they have a series of invocations and ceremonies. And I've listened to the first three. I've listened to each one like at least 20 times. Like just listen over, over, over again. The fourth one, I believe I've only listened to once or twice. And I synchronistically, it's so random. Um, but I saw someone, you know, a Facebook friend who I hadn't met in real life, but we have the languaging thing in common. And I saw him post a link to the template. And so I message him like, oh my God, this is crazy. I've never heard anyone else, you know, I'm, I'm not aware of anyone else who knows about these people. That's so cool that you posted this. I've been geeking out on them for a while. He is actually working with them. He's living in Glastonbury above their shop. And he says that they have like 40 ceremonies ready to go. Um, it's a matter of them manifesting the funding to be able to put them out in the public sphere. So to answer your question, that was such a, so long winded. I've listened to all the ones that they have posted on YouTube or Vimeo, but I haven't listened to all. Four. They are available on YouTube and, yes. and Vimeo, which is excellent. And, uh, we can provide a link in our show notes here. And, you know, I, I too was just, I was very much presence induced because I, I was, I was ready for it. Um, yeah, I, I'd had kind of a, a, a rocky day, a bumpy day. The, the day had a lot of waves of, of feeling mine and other people's feelings. And I, and I was looking 
and yearning and desiring a, a drop into myself and a remembrance. And, um, and then you had, you had reminded me about the templates. I tuned in and immediately, because there's a hypnotic kaleidoscope meditation thing going on, um, where the images are through light doing these patterns in my eyes that are making my brain and my body feel different, which is a cool technology. I mean, also, it's good for us to recognize that our eyes can be receiving uh, information that is not layered in the common light language. If that totally makes sense. makes sense. Well said. And, and thank you. Um, yeah, I, I felt super different. I felt very altered on the other end of the meditation in, in a way that was, uh, not altered foreign, altered like home. Oh, wow. Like, uh, you know, the, the saying, you know, we're, we're not people, we're not humans having a spiritual experience or spirits having a human experience, that type of home where it's, uh, where it's a remembrance that we are not limited to this birth, death, you're not limited to our 3D physical nature, our feelings, and our, our whole range of experience that we have generally available. We're not limited to that. In fact, remembering that we are a part of infinite consciousness and expansive multidimensional realities right here now is a very, very useful tactic in navigating this here life. So it's a beautiful so thing to, to just I feel into. like I, for the life of me, I cannot wrap my head around atheism and the notion of choosing to go through, or even just like rationalist materialism to go through dense 3d limited reality devoted to the fact that this is it. That just sounds like prison to me. Well, I mean, I, I guess it sounds kind of, I, I mean, I, I kind of, it sounds boring to me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the opinion that we get to use as much as possible in this human experience to inspire ourselves, to inspire others, to stay in, in our flow, you know, to have, to have the full range of this human experience while we're in these meat suits. Uh, so you know, when, even when people are not open to, uh, I, I mean, I say it's confusing or it feels strange when people are not open to having, uh, to experiencing altered states, even if that's a, through breath work, it doesn't even have to be through a, a substance. It could be through a flotation tank or a meditation. People that just instantly write it off. I, it's a confusing thing for me. And I, and I get to remember, oh yeah, we're all, there's a one room schoolhouse. We're all at different levels. We're all at different evolutions of our consciousness and that's okay it's actually perfect it's, it's it's not fine it's awesome it's perfect it's exactly where it needs to be and i spend i have spent many a conversation persuading and convincing and and really extending my arm out and inviting people out of their suffering <laughs> um because I've felt the benefit of people extending their arm out to me and, and me being open and open-minded about these things has been really 
I think it feels good for both parties. And uh, you know, a, a lot of those arm, a lot of those extensions and offers are uh, you know, not not welcomed. And I don't take it personally anymore. I used to. Now it's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. You let me know when you want to jump back People in. People are at where they're at. And yeah, I, I, it's my preference to, to engage the mystery, to experience the mystery, to be in a constant dance with the mystery. And yeah, it doesn't necessarily require intoxicants to get there. There's so many portals. Um, there are so many ways. I mean, I think, you know, there's there's even the experience of having a connection with another human being. Actually, you know what? Let's talk about sex real quick. <laughs> because I think that people are having altered states through that through that modality more often than they're willing to. You know, that's where the vernacular, that's where the terminology of an altered state or some type of touching of spirit or some type of holy moment gets defined out of the union piece of it. And when someone's having an orgasm, they're expanding, their energy body's expanding outside and inside uh, much, much larger than their normal walking around town. Absolutely. Um, and so a lot, I think a lot of it actually comes down to the, the definitions of, of what of what, like what defines uh, an expanded state, an altered state? What defines entering the well, mystery? Like, just just hopping on the sex piece. Look how demonized that is in our culture. You know, we have such a weird relationship with it, and the way most Westerners have sex, and maybe most people, but most people are trained that when they feel. Um, like sexual arousal in their genitals, what most people will do is contract around it, right? They'll contract the perineum and they'll try to direct and control that energy, which cuts us off from the expansiveness of the mystery and cuts off like the bulk of the experience of that infinite oneness that orgasm can take us to. So even, even, as sex is a means for us to get there that most people experience, it's still heavily, heavily compromised by our conditioning. Did that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that did. I mean, I, I was having a really nice visual as you were speaking that of a, of a cord of light that is available from Gaia, from Earth, from the Earth element, and by contracting the perineum perineum uh it's like you know it's like exactly. clamping the cord where that energy could be filling us with you know frequencies that are connected to the earth that are then in turn connected to the sun to the galactic center exactly. and beyond uh to energy that is you know beyond um beyond what we're we're creating on this planet uh to fuel ourselves typically exactly exactly Thank you for meeting me there. I know you were taking us elsewhere. The, and the, the, the sex metaphor was a step along the path. So please. What, was I yeah. taking us elsewhere? Or have we 
always been working our way into this love of mystery. That here is the topic. That is the topic here. Loving the mystery. And part of that is recognizing the mystery. And redefining your experience of the mystery in such that we can have more and more reminders that we never leave. You know, any, any, uh, any idea about certainty is illusion. Pretty, I can say that with certainty. <laughs> yes. Although death seems to be a, a certainty. It seems to be from our perspective right. here. The death of but I, again, I mean, I'm not, I'm not certain. I mean, I think that because death is a huge mystery. It's a mystery that we all get to partake in. And because we define death as leaving our body or, you know, an end or something like this, um, I, I don't know that that's a, I don't know that that's a certainty. If I have more affinity with my consciousness and with my spirit and than I do with the, the physicality of my, of my body, um, or at least the, the three dimensional part of my body then uh, then maybe it's like taking my clothes off. Maybe it's like jumping into a cold, uh, a cold river or a pond where there's this kind of shift of environment, but then in a very quick, you know, depending on how comfortable we are with the mystery and with entering ourselves into foreign environments, maybe jumping into a water, that initial shock of the cold water, <gasps> And then, oh, 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 this feels good. You know, so all of these things are possible and totally maybe not. I mean, we have no idea what death is. And as we were talking about before we started, there's like, and I don't want to take us on a, on a completely different conversation, but like the illusion of death as far as like us thinking that our lives are relegated to this third dimensional reality in these meat suits with this configuration of cosmology and karma, that feels very reductive. I don't, I don't buy into that at all. I'm not saying I have any idea what death is. It just does seem to be a certainty that everyone has left the planet, but that, that could definitely be changing. <laughs> the way things are now, you're right. Everything is an uncertainty. Everything is an uncertainty. And the more we can become comfortable or at least engage, we don't, have, we don't even have to be initially comfortable. The more we can engage with, with the fact that we just don't know, really the, the greater the container we have for experiencing. Yes, I do. That is so key. I just got to chill. The I don't know, I think, is like the secret password <laughs> that allows us to engage the mystery. Well, I don't know. I yes. That's what I did. <laughs> but so much so much of yes is is the I don't know. I think like I'm just noticing the way I, you know, the way I'm personally handling what's going on now is I just keep saying yes to more and more uncertainty as we're surrounded by different swirling narratives of different degrees of fear and apocalyptic whateverness. My practice right now is like, I don't know. Yes. Like how awesome that I don't know. And continuing to rest in the yesness of the uncertainty, trusting in the mystery. 
That is, that is something that I do count on, that the mystery is there and operating on way more levels that I understand and in service to my highest good. That is something that I do. I don't know. I don't know if it's a belief per se, but it's. Do you feel like, do you, do you, uh, do you have the opinion? Do you opine <laughs> that that, I love, I've really been loving that word. Do you opine <laughs> that, that the universe is conspiring on your behalf in a pronoia yes. kind of a way? Uh, just by virtue of being here and being alive? Or do you think that some kind of inner work or, you know, the extensive uh, expansion and connection and entering the mystery, does that enhance the connection um, or the alignment more so? Does that, does that make for the alignment to have more fidelity? It, or is it just kind of, uh, every, you know, the universe is working on everyone's uh, is so I believe that the universe is working on everyone's behalf. I'm not special in that sense. You're not special in that sense. So you're certainly special to me. The, op the universe multiverse is operating in everyone's best interests a million percent. And sometimes crashing and burning and fucking up is in the best interest of our larger, like meta macro evolution. And I feel like... Yes. There comes a, and, and you know, like, I'm guessing this is where I'm at, but I feel like there comes a point where we've integrated, where we've like acknowledged, illuminated and integrated enough traumas, enough intel about ourselves where we don't need to make those big mistakes to serve our highest interests. And then the universe acting on our behalf is markedly more beneficent in this realm because we've done we've cleaned up enough stuff to be able to play that way that path requires taking 100 percent responsibility to be able to to pivot taking 100 percent responsibility is more likely going to result in a more aligned path even the the feedback may not present that immediately well, but, and I, I mean, also wonder if can, we'd be able to read the feedback if we were seeing, if we were victimizing ourselves to the circumstances instead of taking them as neutral feedback from the universe, which is acting in our favor at all times. I guess it just, it accelerates it. There's an interest in accelerating it. I think that's uh, a lessening of uh, a reduction. Exactly. <laughs> There's a, in the template video, just to bring it back, because it's pretty fresh for me. Uh, there's a moment where in the impeccable language, there is a, an invitation to go from victimhood to creatorship. Yes. And I just love yes. that. I just got another email. You know, from victimhood to creatorship. Because uh, I think I was struggling for a little while to... I've been in quite a few conversations recently where victimhood and, and that the victim kind of role has come up and, you know, without shaming it, how am I framing it to, to have like, what's its dual, what, what's its, there's a duality piece with victimhood. Um, and like there's, there's an opposite, there's an opposite to being a victim, which is 
to being like, well, I guess the, what would the opposite of a victim An be? empowered being? Someone, an empowered a being. A badass? Okay. A badass. <laughs> okay, good, good. Keep rolling, keep rolling. A good, superhero, good. Yes, yes. a rock star. Um, uh, you know, I, I think there's actually, there's kind of a triad in this duality. And can, I, I'm going to break the, the fourth wall for break a second. It. And I know we're, we're recording here, but I'm going to uh, ask, I'm going to ask Brayden, who just walked into the, the on-air space. Uh, we had had a conversation, Brayden. Hey, Brayden, welcome to the Conscious Awesome Podcast. Hey. Uh, we had had a conversation, and you had drawn out for me a diagram of a triad with a victim and a perpetrator, perpetrator and, and a rescuer. and a rescuer. All right, so I feel like that's that's a cycle. Thank you for reminding me that. Maybe we'll have Braden on for a Conscious Awesome episode where we can do more of a deep dive into transcending cycles. Oh, that cycles. sounds great. I love that. It's, we got a we got a confirmation on that. Um, both of you guys are nodding. <laughs> feel that. Um, it, there's a, you know, in, in not necessarily the opposite of a victim, but more so what keeps the victim thriving or not, not thriving, but in its cycle, as soon as the creatorship word came in, it, it transcended the duality, the 3d, it completely held the victim in a space that was that was uh, like almost part of the process, but, and the, here's a, here's a door open yes. for you. Yeah. Creator. Who doesn't want to be in creatorship? Mm -hmm. Love that. It's a lot of responsibility. There, it is a lot of responsibility. That is something that I am attuned to as I've successfully transitioned into creatorship and have that, that knowingness more and more that it is a tremendous responsibility and a my theory, and I don't think this is my own, but I think that's why most people dodge it. It's way easier to be a victim yeah. of circumstances. It is so much easier to be a victim of circumstances and just react and respond to what life tosses at us than to, to choose to consciously craft our lives and our reality the way we want, though it's so worth it to do it. It's, it's like, is it easier? Maybe in the, in the immediacy of the feedback loop, it feels easier. But in the long run, it's just more cycles. Oh, a million percent. But it's like, um, you know, just it, take the path of having a nine to five job versus being an entrepreneur. If you're a pencil pusher or an accountant or whatever you are, you go to your, no, no, judgment. no judgment whatsoever. Like really none. But you go to your job and you're told what to do and your job is merely to execute what has already been laid out for you. As an entrepreneur, you're creating it out of thin air. Yeah, there's a different response. It's completely different. It's moving through world with a generative energy energy versus a responsive energy. And and yeah, really no judgment. Some people prefer to be responders and that's awesome that, that if that if that is someone's true dharma and true happiness, like Mazel Tov, that's amazing. And I don't know that we can even know that that is our true, true, our true Dharma, or and our true Tao, uh, 
and until we really surrender to the mystery and really do an honest evaluation yeah. of our, you know, an honest inquiry, a know thyself yeah. journey that allows us to, to really make love to the mystery in such a way that the baby that comes out, the orgasm that comes through is the purpose path. I just got such a series of chills. It's so, so beautiful and so spot on. It is. Yeah. That we don't really know that until we do avail ourselves to the mystery and the unknown and let it show us. So that's the answer. That's the answer to the mystery. What? When someone is asking, what's the, what is the answer to the mystery? Just Fall in love with the mystery. It really is. Like the vision that just popped into my mind and I, you know, I know we're not, um, we're not rolling these out in, in what's necessarily a timely fashion that's aligned with like current events per se. But, so, but the vision that's coming to mind as you say that, and that feels so applicable to this now moment and whenever the listener is hearing this, it's, it's that now moment. Um, but I remember when I was waiting tables and I waited tables for 12 years and I was, you know, like really good at it. And I'd never dropped a plate in 12 years. And uh, towards the end of my waiting career, I was clearing plates from a four top. So there were a lot of plates. And there was this moment where I felt the shift and I knew everything is about to fall. And I closed my eyes and I smiled and I just completely surrendered to the experience of it. And I feel like that is what we're being invited to do now, to just like completely surrender to the mystery and trust that however it's choosing to have its way with us is totally perfect. I love that uh, invitation. You know, when, when something breaks or falls or shatters, or you know it's about to happen, to really embrace yeah. that is so liberating. Because yeah. there's a beauty in that sound. Yeah, and it was like, you know, it's a split second, but it's like, okay, this is going to be a mess. There's going to be breakage. There's going to be damage. Everyone's going to look like there's no backing up from this. This is about to happen. So I'm going to love every second of this because it's been a fear for 12 years. So yay for me for stepping into a giant fear. I'm taking responsibility for the yeah. consequences and enjoying yep. the moment all the way through those consequences. Yeah. Hallelujah. I love that. I feel like this is a, this has been a nice chill, like a lot of chills and a lot of well-executed enunciative mm -hmm. terminologies and some nice deep dive. Also, um, your A-plus usage of opine. <laughs> <laughs> more of that more of that and also within Indeed. proper context um yeah this was great conscious awesome thanks for for guiding us on another phenomenal conversational journey together it's so it's so uh it's a so enjoyable and b i feel so grateful and so blessed that this is easy flow this is like this is how yeah. we converse this is this is like hitting record in totally. our conversations <laughs> our phone conversations so thank you listeners for um for bugging our phone <laughs> thanks uh guru singh right just we oh, both yes. really adore um 
Guru Singh uh, went when there was some something had come up around like phones being tapped or you know the intelligence agencies listening in whatnot. He was like, "Great, more students," and that stuck with me so good. I love that because there's that's a that's a perfect example of loving the mystery, just accepting the what is coming up and not understanding, not knowing what what that may result in, but uh, embracing it in the moment. And that's just delicious. Thank you. Thank you, Guru Singh. We love you. Thank you, Conscious Awesome. Thank you, Danny Katz. And thank you to our listeners for staying tuned all the way through the end here. Hopefully these words will, uh, will um, instantaneously and spontaneously. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Word up. Okay. Thanks, Thank guys. you. Bless you. Yes, you. Be well.